This is your host, Donna Barr, and welcome to A Bazillion Ghost Stories. Hi folks, you might hear some ship noises and people talking, decided to podcast on the ferry coming back from Seattle from uh, seeing my publisher, Ed Vick, and uh, having some good time there. We'll be doing an interview with him on the next podcast. But I want to tell you that RainCon is being resurrected, so I guess that's like a zombie. And it's the weekend of the 23rd. It's uh, 21, 22, 23rd in Forks in the Arts Center. So you want to get down there. I'm going to be down there at least two of those days because i got to come back to Seattle on the Sunday. So anyway, RainCon is coming back, and I'm trying to make Clown Bay Comic Con coming back. And I think, um, you know... Uh, just look for Raincon on their Facebook page, I believe it is, but it is in Forks and it is on those two days and they're, they start out like in the afternoon and they're just getting started more as a gaming convention, but it is being resurrected. So uh, since they are a zombie convention, they're included in a ghost podcast cast. Yay, Raincon! Okay, I know I said that the interview with Ed was going to be the next podcast, but it's going to be this podcast, which was kind of like going to be the last podcast, but I'm sorry. Anchor FM makes it just too easy to swap podcasts and episodes around. So we're doing it this way so that you can hear all the amazing, crazy things that went on this weekend, including interviews and visits with people and finding an amazing campsite. It just was a magic weekend. So this is where this is going to be. Here's another one of those Seattle events. And yeah, you can hear music in the background. We're at Fantagraphics in Seattle, their wonderful store. And Ed Vick, a longtime publisher who always says, I'm never publishing another book, and that he does it again. Moo Press and Aeon and all kinds of wonderful things. This is a great guy. And I'm going to let him talk to you about what the event about. It's Miscellanea Unlimited, Ed Vick's Aeon and Moo Press. Alrighty, well, you know, I'm Ed Vick, and I started publishing a fanzine in 1980, and I called it Miscellanea Unlimited, and when I uh, was doing fanzines, uh, Brad Foster was a prolific uh, cartoonist in Texas, and he'd help out and do a lot of cartoons for me, and he said, you just got to keep carrying on the MU name, Miscellanea Unlimited, and then I started publishing alternative comics in 1989. And Donna here was one of the first people I approached. She'd had <laughs> Up her for first, anything. She'd had her first three issues of The Desert Peach put out by uh, Steve Galacci's mm-hmm. Thoughts and Images. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, okay. you know, he's not publishing it anymore. Can I take it on? And so now I did about 40 or 50 books with you. And At uh, least. Uh, did, is that how many we did? Well, I don't know. You know uh, 20 Desert Peaches and collections oh and a whole God. bunch of stenzes. You just keep doing this stuff just, and it just, tr- and it you know, just happens. Yeah, I keep and... trying to quit publishing, but you know, it doesn't no, stick. It's like peanuts. Um, but, you know, the consolidation of the distributors was what really kind of killed Moo Press as, yeah. a, as an ongoing money-making or money-slightly-losing prospect. So <laughs> after that, it was a major money-losing prospect. <laughs> uh, and so I, I really kind of quit publishing in 2005-ish. Although occasionally I just dip my foot back in. I'm the editor of Browsel these days, which is a, a limited edition fanzine for funny animal fans. Oh, does that artists. have a contact link or buyer link to it? Well, not so much because it's limited. You can only get copies if you're a member. 
So you oh, have to be a writer or an artist. You have to be a member. Doesn't cost a huge amount of money. Want to be a member? Want to be a member? Go ahead and email me, <clears throat> eddvick at gmail dot com. <laughs> but anyway, um, so Larry Reed here puts up a new um, display at Fanographics every month. And about a year ago, he said, "You know, we really should do, do you." And I kept saying no until he talked me into it. Um, and so we've got a bunch of the art from some of the issues. I didn't keep very much art from people, but a little bit. Yeah, and, Ed actually uh, returned art. There's a lot of other people. I was going through my Stins art and was like, what ha- half of it's gone. I don't know what happened to it. Yeah. I know what so- happened with some of it. It got stepped on in a flood. Oh, anyway, remember man. that? Never, yeah, not yeah. you. That there wasn't was, you. There was a flood. There might have been a cat involved. Who knows? Yeah, but that yeah. wasn't you. That wasn't you. Uh, so Larry Reed is the manager here at the Fanographic Store. And uh, great guy, puts on great shows, and for this month of October, he's uh, focusing on me and my stuff. And, of course, we're talking about your past as a publisher, but I think we should say here that Ed is actually an author. Well, yeah, I've got a book out called Truer Love and Other Lies, which is a collection of my short fiction. I've gotten about 130 short stories published in various places, and uh, this is some of the best, some of the longer works, because a lot of what I write is... Uh, flash fiction. You know, I'll take a novel idea and then compress it and compress it and compress it until it's a couple hundred Boop. words. Yep. And there it is. All in one's little spot. So, but anyway, they, um, do you have, your email, is that a good enough contact link? Absolutely. Oh. What's that? I, I, I wouldn't mind chiming in at some point. Well, you just come over here, Larry, and okay. chime in if you want. Well. This is Larry Reed uh, with know, Fanographics. I would sort there of. There goes Ed, he's escaped. The inspiration for this show uh, was uh, came about because I was I, I would often talk to customers about the the uh, seminal days of the alternative comic scene, and, and and I was surprised at the number of people that were unaware of Ed's contributions, and, and it was cemented to me when his daughter <laughs> Katie came in, and I said, you know what, well, your, your dad's pretty famous, you know, and she had a no it's your idea. dad. Your dad's yeah, never yeah, famous. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, Ed was one of the first people to champion some fairly, uh, really talented and incredibly successful cartoonists like Ed Brubaker, mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. arguably mm-hmm. one of the biggest cartoonists to come out of Seattle, um, and uh, with his work with Captain America and mm-hmm. Batman and others. David Lasky, Ward Sutton, uh, um, Here's an early unpublished drawing by Brandon Graham. Oh my God! Who, Brandon Graham has become, you know, phenomenally uh, successful, as well as uh, well Phil Folio, of course, uh, with his uh, uh, new enterprise mm-hmm. and Donna Bars. Yep, yep. I mean, they even let me uh, in. A lot of these artists. Matt Howarth. Matt Howarth. Love him. And, and others who went on to. Uh, I have successful careers in graphic design and illustration, so I just thought it was really important to sort of, one of my late career goals is to pass along some of this cultural heritage to a new generation. Very important. We get a lot of younger customers in here, and I can, at the very least, you know, sort of expose them. I I periodically do feature uh, 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 presses, like Real Common Press, it was the first to publish Linda Berry and yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and it's I, I think it's really important work and I think 
Ed is such a low-key guy, you know. I mean, his, his daughter barely. Nothing knows. ruffles his yeah, feathers. But I mean, I always admired everything he did, and uh, you know, uh, his uh, help with building community that uh, we still see now. Oh, he's so, a rock. At any rate, just selling comics—that's what I'm here for. Okay, uh, go sell comics. Thank you, Larry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you can get down to see the Fantagraphics event, it's on this month in October 2022. Fantagraph until November the first. Uh, Fantagraphics in Seattle, down in Georgetown. Thank you, folks. Georgetown—that is. <laughs> After I did the interviews with Ed and Larry, uh, this was in Georgetown, in Seattle. It's the most wonderful, weird little neighborhood. It says it's Seattle's oldest neighborhood. And it might be the only one that remains with its original buildings. And they have more going on. They have little fairs going on. They have restaurants. They have presentations in any building that's art and writing and drawing. And there's... um. Short Run was having a short presentation. That's the wonderful independent comics and publishing convention that happens on November the 5th, which I can't go to because I have to go to the Olympic Collectibles Expo over in Silverdale. There is just too much good stuff going on right now. So we're walking by this one bar, and I have to remind everybody that inside there is an elephant ride. Uh, and you're going, an elephant ride in a bar how do they fit it in no it's it's one of those little put a quarter in a slot ride animals like rocket ships and things like they used to have outside of supermarkets or up at washburn's up at nia bay or any of that kind of thing but this is a very beautiful elephant and it's very detailed and it's the size of a baby elephant and i discovered it like like a year ago sitting in this thing and they don't remember where they got it uh, you know, where did they get it originally? They got it from su some supplier or something. But that elephant? I rode that thing as a child. So, as far as I'm concerned, it's a ghost of my past. But down in Georgetown, in one of the restaurants about uh, a couple of blocks away from the Boeing airfield, away from, from Fantagraphics, you've got this, this little bar, and in it is an elephant that... I wrote as a child, but I can't remember where. Well, we've got another very special interview here, and this is out on the West End, about oh, an hour west of Port Angeles. And we have just discovered a little forest gem, and I'm going to let Willow tell you all about it. Hi, I'm Willow. My husband and I... Charlie run Misty Willows Farm and Camp. Um, you can find us at mistywillowscamp.com on the internet. And um, what we're about is a different kind of camping. Um, our campground right now on five of our 40 acres, there are a total of 14 spaces and there will never be more than 14 spaces because instead of trying to cram people in, we try to get people just to come and experience, experience what um, old camping was, where you'd kind of find your place in the woods or wherever, and be surrounded by the forest or whatever. Ours happens to be the beautiful Pacific Northwest Forest, and enjoy. 
and it's um, quiet and it's caring our rules here are well listed on the site but really what it comes down to we have three rules love kindness and love and we look forward to when people come and discover our trails we have multitudes of trails to wander about um, we have we are looking forward to this next season coming up in spring where we will actually have food baskets at people's ta- tables nice. and and, and um, sh- on shepherd hooks and it's called those are uh, Charlie's cut and come again salad bowls so what people when they get their spots is they'll have the um, ability to cut salads from their bowl and then when they're done they just leave them hanging and then we'll switch it out for another one and we grow everything here and you also have some wonderful chickens and some amazing old dogs lots of old dog energy (laughs) yes yes we um, ended up rescuing five dogs over the years and um, they are all let's see our youngest one is nine our oldest one is 14 and some months um, and they're all just super great. We, we wouldn't imagine this place without them. And I want to tell you people, if you do drive in here, if you've ever been to a native nation and there are the res dogs, one slows down and respects. So don't just come roaring down these forest roads. You have old dogs you have to be careful of, but you'll love it because I'll all come up and love on you. Yes, that's very true. Um, we never thought we'd have this many, but for as much as we are into the wilderness and um, they have been very helpful at keeping the critters that we share the land with mm-hmm. uh, peaceable. Um, thus far, we've only seen one young bear in all the 17 years we've been out here. <laughs> but uh, And there was a cougar. And, well, but, they are the natives. Yes, they And are. you're coexisting with the natives because let's face it, compared to all the other animals, uh, most humans are colonizers. <laughs> they're the natives. We need to be respectful. And we do try to help people remember that they're not apart from nature, but a part of nature. And it should be a symbiotic relationship. You know, um, I am not one to throw down on any political stuff, you know, we all kind of just get along together and what they have to offer we respect and what we have to offer they seem to respect so it's pretty good it's a pretty good relationship well thank you very much do you have anything else you need to add or because we're having to tour the place here and we were getting wonderful stories about a family and louisiana and all all this wonderful stuff (laughs) which willow has to offer when you come up here and so go to her website which by the way i will have that website in the in the show notes so you don't have to just listen to it you can go to it and so let's have willow finish up here and say anything else she needs to say well I have to say that as this was my dream since I was 14 years old and I'm I'll be 60 in January um, when people come here and they find enjoyment that is the greatest joy for us Um, we keep our uh, our fee as reasonable as we humanly can possibly do and it probably will never change because we are going to put this into trust so that the kids understand that this is going to continue to be a place where um, people are welcome to again experience something that is kind of in the past but we intend to grow and we hope that people come and enjoy and grow with us at some point thank you
My pleasure. Thank you so much, Will. All right. Y'all have a beautiful day. Thank you. Now we're going to go look at more trails. Bye. Willow was saying that she welcomed Renaissance fairs and was thinking about having writers workshops up here. And I wonder if she'd be open to LARPing, live action role playing games. In fact, when I mentioned she should put fairy tale hats on her crazy, lovely, ancient pack of dogs and maybe even a little costume collar on the cat and have them greet people and hand out little costume bitch, her eyes lit up. Uh, I think she's up for anything at all that could be fun and happy on this piece of ground. I should add here that I think I've mentioned before I have prophetic dreams and as we drove past the little sign on the road and turned around and came back to go in to the road, we weren't expecting much. But I have dreams about overarching branches forming tunnels in the forest and soft forest trails and cathedrals of moss off on the trails and magical bridges. And as we drove in here, branching off in all directions, that's what we found. This was another one of my prophetic dreams. And the strange thing was, uh, we had gone to have Chinese food uh, because we were down visiting the dentist and treated ourselves to our favorite Chinese restaurant, which is finally open again after COVID. And the fortune cookies, Dan said that uh, people liked having him being around and he should appreciate them. And what happened was all the dogs ran up to him to be loved. So he appreciated them. And mine said that you it will have a good dream and it will come true. And as we're going all through this place, this campground, I've been to it so many times in my dreams. Since we're talking about things being resurrected, I might as well mentioned the Golden Gate Chinese restaurant in Forks, and I'm so glad to see them back. They don't have enough staff to do their hand-shaven noodles, but they have a dish which I thought I'd tried it before, but it's their Mongolian tofu, and when you have it, it's almost like a cross between strips of deep-fried chicken and french fries. And it is beautifully, beautifully seasoned. It, of course, comes with, you know, their fried rice and their, oh, their gorgeous uh, hot and sour soup. And their hot and sour soup, if you add a little chili oil to it, it becomes even better, if that's possible. Their prices are wonderful. They have a huge lunch bargain window. And like I say, they don't have the ability to have quite as number of fancy dishes as they used to because it's hard to have people working up here uh, during COVID, and it's still rough. And we also have the Neobay rhinovirus, which if you do come up here, wear masks, because that thing knocks you out with a bad rhinovirus, and then you get a lung infection too, so you'll need antibiotics. So always wear your masks. And uh, the other problem is, is they're not able to pay people 
uh, to keep up with the cost of living because we have got a lot of land speculators up here right now and it's getting harder and harder for people to find places to actually live at a reasonable price out in a rural area. So go to the Golden Gate and get yourself uh, one of their specials. And if you're sick, especially if you're sick, do what everybody does around here and go and get some of their wonderful hot and sour soup with chili oil in it. You're going to feel better. And of course, I mean a huge lunch menu, not window. But when I start talking about this place, I start drooling and I forget what I'm saying. <laughs> Before you leave, if you want to get this podcast a few days early, join me at patreon.com slash Donna Barr. And if you want to find more about what's going on in my world, just look for DonnaBar.com, where I've got links to everything. Bye. A spooky.